0: Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast with me, Robbie Musto, and him, Robbie Earl, reacting to the Sunday games of Match Week 8 in England's Premier League. Now, I'm not sure the game deserves to start the show, (laughs) Robbie Earl, but it has to because the two teams involved are expected to be at the top of the league table at the end of the season. But what a disappointing game. Mm. Liverpool Mm. nil, Mm. Manchester City nil. What are are your overriding thoughts on maybe why it
1: it didn't live up to the billing? Well, I think we all were hoping for a classic. We we probably needed an earlier goal for that to happen. It didn't come uh, from either side. I thought it was a day when... Both teams almost showed respect and appreciation for each other. I think we, all the talk was was about the, the front threes of, of either side. A little surprised that Leroy Sané didn't start Riyad Mahrez did for Manchester City. But, you know, that's still a, a great three when you're talking Mahrez, Sterling and Aguero. The other end for Mino, Mane and, and, and Salah. And... No front three came alive, Rob. No front three dominated any period of the game where they really looked like they may go on and and, and score a goal. Obviously, we'll talk about the the penalty and the penalty miss a little later. But I thought from from Manchester City's point of view, and, and whether Liverpool will take this as a compliment or not, I thought they came and respected Anfield. I thought they came, you know, they've lost... Uh, two of the th- uh, two of the three defeats they've lost to Liverpool, they've conceded the first goal, and it looked to me like Pep Guardiola. Whether it was because Liverpool started quite well on the front mm. foot, mm. or they came with the mindset of a little bit deeper, slowing the game down, almost taking the heat and the intensity out, because there's no team in the league that play heavy metal, intense, hundred mile an hour football like Liverpool Football Club, and I thought that it, what. If anything what Manchester City can come away from, they put the restrictors on Liverpool that it never got it never got to that stage of kind of hectic play today
0: I thought we see we, we've, we saw kind of a light version of the two teams. So mm. we saw a little bit in the first five yeah, or ten minutes. Liverpool mm. were, were out, they were pressing, mm. there was energy there, the fans mm. are up for it. So we saw a little bit of what we know about Liverpool. Yeah. And then we saw a little bit of Man City, where that football did actually find a way through the press a few mm-hmm. times. And it did kind of slow down that Liverpool press. And it did quiet down the fans a little bit. Yeah. But at that point, nobody really took on the, um, I don't know, the mantle of going to win the game. And, and Was it risk?
1: Was it to do that? do you take a risk and deny and neither Either want to take a risk at this part of the season? Feel they needed to take the risk. I thought that Manchester City came away. My overriding thought was Manchester City have come away today not to be beat. That, that I think they feel that a defeat to Liverpool could have been a little bit damaging. So he decided, you know what? If, if, if we don't, if we don't win, we're not going to lose.
0: I'll tell you what most people
1: will say, and there's
0: probably headlines written already about this that, that it was it was a day for the defenders, mm. that the the both back fours were excellent, and they they quietened down the front players. I, I'm I'm not fully into that opinion of it, Rob. I, st- I I'm back on to... That either team didn't really drive at the game. There was no passion in it. There's no desire in the game, Robbie. Mm. That's what, that's what I, was, I was shocked at. As if, like, you know, what this matchup is so early in the season. It's not going to be definitive. We we, we we meet on the same points. There's so many games to go, and and whether there was any kind of tiredness from the Europe, the um, the European mm. games, uh, Champions like... League games during a week, possibly. I was just disappointed that we didn't have the 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 blood, the thunder, the the heroics, the goals, the pressing, the football,
1: that the, I guess we expected. Yeah, I mean, we look at... I'll turn my attention to Liverpool front three. They're not quite firing, Rob. Let's be honest. Mo Salah's having a couple of half chances, snatching at things, being a bit hesitant. Firmino drifted in and out. The game didn't really influence it. And Sadio Mane seemed, was on the periphery. Sadio Mane, when he's on his game, is running at people, is changing positions, is winning the ball back. I felt they were a little bit flat this week. And this is... Not a problem for Jurgen Klopp, but starting to be something he may have to look to address or change the, the balance and chemistry a little bit. all these front players, attacking players
0: today. Mm. Um, World Cup.
1: Are, are we going to
0: see, because of players mm. that were involved in the summer that went pretty much right through training, they might have had a week off or a couple of weeks off, you know, the, the vast majority of the attacking players on the field of play today had a, had a, had a mm. participation in the World Cup. I just wonder if... Those guys, you know, struggling to find kind of maximum levels, peak kind of energy and and quality based on... They haven't had a rest for a long time. Anything in that?
1: Well... If you speak to a couple of managers coming up with this international break, the players are going away now. Mm. Got more games, not you know, can't get the field. There's going to be a couple of weeks. Then we are straight back into match uh, match day nine. European uh, football starts the following week. So you know, I think what is it, Liverpool have played something like seven, eight games in in the last twenty odd days. It's it's. It is there, but on a big day, you still we're still looking at the top players in the league, and the top players, the top teams in the league to put on a bit of a show, mm. and, and at least you know take a little bit more risk. To both managers, pick the right team. I'm looking at Liverpool
0: Football Club, mm. robio mm. with Dayan Lovren that came yeah. in as a central defender to push out Joe Gomez.
1: I, I guess Dejan Lovren didn't didn't do anything wrong. No, he did well to be fair. To, to do and and Joe Gomez I think was meant to play against Leroy Sarney, who probably Jurgen Klopp thought would start. He didn't. Uh again had a couple of moments where his decision making isn't great. You you find that a little bit when he plays on the right side, Joe Gomez, but mm. I didn't think it, it was it was a bad miss, it, you know, if Man City had gone on and won 3-0 and and maybe that combination between Van Dyke and, and Lovren had gone the other way, I think we'd be criticised. Was Lovren
0: that. a little clumsy in the challenge against uh, Sergio Aguero? That, I know you that feel a little bit stronger, a little stronger than yeah, you that it yeah. could have been a penalty awarded there. You, you, you feel that the contact was, was very minimal. Minimal,
1: yeah, and, and a little bit clumsy. And, and the Aguero getting up to his feet quickly to try and get a shot off kind of told me that even he didn't feel it was a good enough, big enough contact to stay down.
0: If Martin Atkinson points the spot, though, you you having that many complaints. I just don't uh, think I do think I'm, I'm going to make a complaint if if he if he points at the spot. I'm okay with either call. It's one yeah. of them that it's yeah. not an obvious error. Yeah. If it's given, it wouldn't have been turned over. Mm. I think and if it wasn't given, it probably if it wasn't yeah, probably possibly. wouldn't have been given. But the I, VAR. I, I
1: think unless I'm sure there's enough contact, it's one I'm not giving him. So I probably add on the side of, of the defender in yeah. that one yeah. and the reaction of Aguero.
0: Ribamar has played instead of Leroy San in the yeah. wide position. Um, you weren't happy with that. Well, no, I'm not, from the start we. I think Leroy Sani has coming to the side after mm. being disciplined and left out and benched a little bit by Pep Guardiola. Uh, and he's looked lively. He's looked quick and threatening and, and, and providing assists. I expect, totally expected him to play today. Mm. And just I just wonder whether the, at Anfield... It's a it's a, an environment maybe for more experienced players a little bit that could handle a little bit of that pressure. I don't know. I, I just was surprised. I thought that was a mistake. Mm. You want you this is a, a huge game. Yeah. And a, and you you want your best team out there. And I get there's a bit of rotation, I get that some players might uh, not be ready for this sort of game, but I was surprised at
1: that. Let's get to the penalty that that, that was given. Virgil van Dijk. Absolutely no problem with yeah. the penalty kick on there. He goes to ground, he catches Leo Sani who had come onto the pitch. Penalty kicks given. Should we should we try and make some sense of what we saw of this situation? Well, I think we I think we can make sense of it. I think it's quite clear. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: we, we showed it in the broadcast today, Rob, and, and Benjamin Mendy yeah. had Not the everybody
1: might have seen the, the okay. broadcast, so right. maybe we should just explain the, the, okay. how so it how Van Dijk
0: makes the foul. Mm-hmm. His penalty is awarded. Yeah. Gabriel Jesus thinks he's going to be the guy to take the penalty. So he's kind of preparing. He's looking for the ball. Yeah. Benjamin Mendy runs on from the sideline after speaking to Pep Guardiola. Mm. He goes straight for Riyad Mahrez and basically says, points pushes to him towards the ball, you're taking it. It's mm. you. You're going to take the penalty kick. Now Riyad Mahrez looks to 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 across to Gabo Jesus to say to Mendy, "Well, no, he's he's ready." And and it was almost like a little bit more of a push. No, no you're going to take it. Yeah. So he then goes over and Gabo Jesus reluctantly gives him the ball. And at that moment, Robbie Earl, you yeah. describe
1: what was going on in Riyad Mahrez's head. Well, I'll describe what was going on in the NBC studios. We don't fancy him. We're looking at Riyad Mahrez and saying. I don't fancy him, Rob. <laughs> and, and that's not to wish him any harm. That's not to to yeah. to say that you know I, I want him to miss a penalty. You just look at body language and the things that you know I've yeah, been in and around the game like and, and that personality yeah, and stuff. didn't look as though he was that confident running up. And then he had the sort of slow run up. He got a big connection on the ball. I don't know if he's trying to roof it to take it away from the goalkeeper, but you know, got underneath it, goes into the stand, and three points. On, which could have been on the plate, which, would, listen, it wasn't a classic game, but three points would have been so important to City.
0: Shouldn't have Pep had a, a plan? Like, Aguero was off at this point. Who would have taken a well, penalty? You,
1: you think the man who's the most prepared man we've seen behind the scenes of how he works and what he does, you would have thought that maybe you know Sergio is the main penalty taker. He's off the pitch, subbed by Gabriel Jesus. You would think that either Jesus has been named as the second taker or uh, Davi Silva, Bernardo Silva... You know, yeah, there's plenty in a there. a bunch of people you'd rather have taken Benjamin Mendy. Yeah, than, than, than Riyad Mahrez. But I think the question was, and Rebecca was trying to get to the point, she was saying, well, why would Pep do this? Why? And, yeah, you know, my, my, more than maybe your suggestion was maybe, was he trying to find a moment for Riyad Mahrez? Was he trying to give Riyad Mahrez a platform that, that maybe takes him to another level in the dressing room when, you, you know, you win at Anfield, he scores a winning goal, you know, you get back in the dressing room, we've seen what they, how they celebrate scenes in that dressing room. Mm, maybe, Was that Rian his big moment, $80 million yeah, signing, who hasn't particularly played that well so far?
0: No, I think that's a good point, and maybe that was it. I, I know that Pep is a is a feel guy, isn't he? And and uh, I think a couple of players interviewed and him, Pep himself saying that he looked good in training this week. They were practicing penalties. He was mm. knocking them in, no problem. And I just, I guess, he just felt, you know, what he's in, he's confident. He's he's looking good in training. Put him on it, um, but he missed. Just in kind of wrapping this up a little bit, Rob, you know, have you seen anything in this game that's changed your opinion of the title race? You know, where are we right now? And it's only eight games gone, but Um, we wanted to
1: see this game. We wanted to see how Liverpool, the
0: improved Liverpool of this season, would stack up against Man City. What do you think?
1: Well, what I felt this game would would give me at the end was an indication of how strong the Liverpool challenge would be. Um, I think they'll be close. I still think there's going to be a difference between the two. It also tells me, Manchester City, not necessarily just in the way they played, but even that the Pep Guardiola things, not everything might not go for Manchester City this season. They might not be the 100-point centurions and, and dominate the league as they are, and, and probably for you know better for the league, that there might be a real race. There might be a little ebb and flow at the top of the table, and we'll see when people have to dig it out, Rob. When they play against the top six, when they go away from home against bottom teams and have to guarantee to get the point, all lose ground at the top of the table you
0: know my notes before this game in the pre-game show and going into this match were, were that one headline was that both teams can do better mm. they're, they're nowhere yeah. near Absolutely. what we they could be for this season and mm. after this game it's the same thought yeah both teams. Which is, which both teams. I mean, Man City can absolutely play better than mm. that. Kevin De Bruyne, we've not talked about today, we probably should have done. Yeah. I, you know, I think I remember him saying, me saying at the time, you know, they should be able to cope with this because this isn't going to be that long, that mm. many weeks. This is a game they needed him. He's close
1: though, isn't he, as well. In, I know in he's fairness. close. He, he's coming back to so training. He could him. have made a difference. To yeah, he's Rob, a
0: difference maker.
1: He absolutely is a difference maker.
0: And, and Liverpool, you know, again, the front three are not, buzzing yet no. Mo Salah continues to be exactly the same guy mm. buzzing around looks lively gets in decent situations but just isn't convicted with his shots and stuff so just disappointed really disappointed <laughs> given there's going to be two games between these and the Anfield game you think is going to be one of the games of the season maybe expectations levels are so high it was easy, easy to be disappointed but Oh, I was so I was r- didn't really, quite live really up shocked, to the hype, yeah, but but absolutely. you know what
1: if if it means we get a title race all the yeah. way down the track, Rob, then you yeah. know what it yeah. might well, not be, be a plenty bad of thing. Good days Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Shall we move it on to uh, a team who many thought might take a little time to settle mm. and weren't quite s- sure how the Mauricio Sorry project would start, came in late had to integrate players keep some of the old players on side, bring in the new system. And guess what, Robbie Musto? Chelsea Football Club are sitting second in the table mm. behind Manchester City. Yeah. And there's a culture at this football club, Rob, despite changes, despite upheaval, despite fallouts sometimes between managers and players and managers and boards, of winning trophies. And an
0: environment that's been created by
1: Mauricio Sarri
0: that the players are loving. Mm. You know, in a time when we talked so much about Jose Romino at Manchester United, I mean, this is so different, the feel of this club right now. Players are saying they're really enjoying playing for this guy. And we're seeing more evidence of it today. Ross Barkley came in uh, for Mateo Kovacic in midfield and assisted and scored. Jorginho played some lovely passes. Gola Kante is doing his thing. And the strikers, my friend, uh, Alvaro Morata mm. comes on and... and um, and gets a the goal a in, in yeah. the 93rd minute assisted by Ed Nazard. So maybe, just maybe, mm. Alvaro Morata, Rob, with help from Olivier Giroud. Yeah, and, it, uh, might it might be a, yeah, a combination. Yeah, combination. Yeah. You know, maybe you get, mm. between the two of them, Rob, you've you got to be looking to get 24 ish goals. Yeah, and expecting goals from Hazard, expecting goals from William yeah. and Pedro, and some and some others sprinkled around maybe the team. Maybe can take a couple. But those two and, yeah. strikers that that's what I think we both think yeah, could hold them the back in terms of a title. But maybe they can work in tandem a little bit.
1: Yeah, and and you look at you know if if they're not going to come from one source, if you've not got the twenty five goal, thirty goal a season, man, then they've got to, they've got to come from different sources. And the more I've been looking at Chelsea, the more I keep watching them. And I know we're eight games in, and it's very early, but. There's something about that they've got a bit of hangability, they want to, they've got good possession of the ball. The, the centre forwards issue might not be as big an issue as, as we're making if other people in the team are still creating chances and scoring chances. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm kind of with you a little bit on that one. I think the
0: back four looks incredibly settled. Yeah, I think Keppa right. looks like. An excellent goalkeeper, as young you would keeper, expect, for yeah. $93 million, a world record signing. Made a couple of saves today. Athletic, young, agile. Just
1: on that one, quick one on that one. I like Moxie Osor. He played him in the Europa League. And he said, at this stage in his career, this young kid needs, yeah, games. He needs games. He needs games. He needs to play games, and, and why not? Absolutely. I like that. Absolutely. Absolutely like it. And another little
0: note, just on Chelsea as well, Rob. There was a, a moment in the game, I think it was in the second half, it was 2-0, and Chelsea were okay with sitting back a little yeah. bit. Southampton changed their system. They mm. went the five of so, the back at the yeah. beginning. They switched mm. to a four in the second half. So they had a little bit more momentum, a little bit more drive to go forward. And Chelsea are like, you know what? We're 2-0 up. I'm okay with this. Yeah. And if they can marry that pragmatic old Chelsea a little bit, they're still in, in their brains somewhere in there mm. from, from previous managers. Yeah. But also, of course, primarily uh, embrace the attacking side of it, the possession side of it. That's a quite effective mm. combination. So... I mean, there will be times they get frustrated. Maybe their position doesn't find a way through. But when they score the first goal, they can, number one go on and score others on the counter attack. on number two, just, you know what, we can it. sit and defend it, either yeah. with the ball in possession or, you know what, you come at us then and uh, and we're still strong enough with Rudiger and David Luiz and uh, Asperi Quarter and, and, uh, and Marcus Alonso with Jorginho and,
1: and Kante and somebody else in midfield to sit yeah. back and, and feel confident they can defend it. Absolutely, got a plan B. And we'll mm. be looking forward to Chelsea v Manchester United when we get back after the international break. That's the early game on NBCSN.
0: Are they title contenders, Robbie o, Chelsea just finally on them?
1: I mean, you've you got right to say we right we now... I'd have to say right now they are. Yeah, we right now say they are. are. They're title yeah. contenders, Rob. Yeah, they are. Do, do, with, with what the club's had, with what the club's won, with experience in the dressing room and, and what the manager's done, they are, I would say right now they're title contenders. Yeah, they're, they're unbeaten. They've won six from yeah. the eight. They've got plenty of goals. Um, of course, there's no point in
0: us in looking too far ahead. Right now mm-hmm. they are right up there and deserve to be playing some of the best football in the division, absolutely.
1: Talking about teams playing good football, mm. it was... New Arsenal, old Arsenal, bit of Arsenal's Arsenal, Unai Emery's Arsenal, all of the above?
0: It was. And it's nice to see that the old Arsenal is still there. Mm. And that the philosophy of the football club is absolutely alive and kicking with some of the goals that we saw today against a team that's obviously struggling to, to keep goals out the back of their own net. But again... I know what I'm looking for for Arsenal. I know what they can do well and they continue to do that. But I also know, watching them for years and years and years recently of what they're lacking and it's a little bit different and I think there is much more. I watch very closely mm. Lucas Torreira and Granit Xhaka. Now, I know Xhaka's not been the most brilliant player for Arsenal, but he was very close to the centre-backs. Torreira was very close to the centre-backs, and that's something they've not always had. There might be Ramsey in there, Gendouzi mm. is a brilliant footballer, but but isn't that defensive type. I love the the stability that those two midfield players brought and protection for the back four, which allowed Mkhitaryan and Iwobi that played in a cool little narrow, higher region to get on the ball, and there was two Two players up front, mm. Danny Welbeck and Alexander Lacazette. So, lots to be excited about. That front too, Robbie Earl. If it's yeah. Welbeck and yeah. Lacazette, there's absolutely no reason why that couldn't be Yang and, mm. and Lacazette. Uh, Iwobi, um, Ozil's to come back yeah, into no the team Mesut as Ozil well. Yeah, no matter at all. Yeah, and, and Mkhitaryan, I thought, had uh, little
1: flashes. So, you know, it is, was different is, and I
0: and I, and I I enjoyed it. I, the, I thought the, they were very
1: compact. Interesting, because you, you talk about different. Uh, I looked at Alex Iwobi today. Looked sharper looks more focused, looks to have a better understanding of his role in the team and and how he's expected to play, which I have to credit the manager and maybe the culture and the environment he's created at the football club. I look at Aaron Ramsey in in most situations in the past. He's played, he's started. The club are taking a hard line with him and saying, we're not going to pay the salary that you want. I think it's either you have to lower your your, your salary. Or you're going to go. Or you're going to go. A different way of doing totally. business for Arsenal. Totally. So all of a sudden, Rob, different stamps are being put, not only on the pitch that we're seeing some development, but we're starting to see a different way of doing business at Arsenal. And Absolutely I think it stands, right. stands them in good stead. Bernd Leno is now in the first team. I think as long as he doesn't make a major mistake... Petr Cech, and it's been a brilliant sim for both Chelsea and Arsenal, is now going to be in Arsenal number two. They,
0: they allowed Meza Urzil back to your off-the-field stuff, Meza Urzil mm. and Alexis Sanchez to absolutely drive their negotiation. Urzil yeah. stayed at the club and got and a And the club, Rob. And the, yeah. fact, the dressing room. Yeah, and then they lose, lose Alexis on a situation where he's going to go with freedom of contract, end of contract. This is the way to deal with it. And mm. the final day of your contract, listen, you've got to sign a deal. Yeah. Oh, else we need money for you mm. and that's what's going to happen in January I don't think that's done yet Rob you, the,
1: Ramsey, I still I, think I, there's a bit of life I still in think that. between now and January
0: mm-hmm. there's life in that of him signing oh, a new both deal both teams
1: might have to come together both parties might have if to come together it, in that. if they want yeah. they want it to happen Yeah. if and not but, he's going to go in but January but where does he go that's better that he gets that money does he go to Chelsea people are suggesting maybe Liverpool possibly Liverpool possibly he doesn't go to Spurs Pro- no he doesn't Ma- go to Spurs Manchester United mm, possible possibly
0: so there's there's two or three teams that might take him. I think he's 27. Rob isn't he? Aaron Ramsey. I think he's 27, yeah. um, which is still a good age, yeah. uh, and 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 not too old. Now we know that his hamstring injuries, hmm. um, but that but that's yeah a decision that the two of them, or well, the club and him, will have to make.
1: It's interesting. One of my Arsenal friends has uh, dropped me uh, a text just after we came off the gate, off, off air, and, and and Rebecca was saying, you know. Arsenal going under the radar. And he said, will you please leave Arsenal under the radar and stop talking (laughs) to us? We're happily going along our business nicely. We're getting a good head of steam up under Unai Emery and just leave us alone to get on with our business. The problem is, Rob, that because of results like today, because of the the run uh, uh, form they're in, sitting fourth in the table now, people are going to start to say, I'm sure, like, are Arsenal in a title Mm. race? (laughs) Well... They're
0: certainly going to be in a top
1: four race. I mm. think we've seen that. I mm. think, you know, this, this
0: this run of nine wins...
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, it is the likes of West Ham, Cardiff, Newcastle, Vauxhall, Everton, Brentford, Watford, Carabag, and now Fulham.
1: That you gotta beat. you've got to beat them. You've you got to beat them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, but let's just hang on a little bit. Are we going to find out? I think Leicester next, there's Palace, uh, and then Liverpool. November the 3rd, Liverpool at home. If they win that game, Robbie mm. Hill, at the Emirates...
1: Then, then the Arsenal fans have yeah. got every right to start getting excited for this team. Absolutely. And you just feel that something's being built now. I think if I was an Arsenal fan, I'd be relieved of, of, of what I'm seeing. I'd have a feeling of optimism towards the future that something is being constructed right. that gives this this team a chance. Just, Just one
0: last thing I want to get in before I forget. The last goal that they scored was a result of 19, 19 passes, passes that started back. from the goalkeeper Absolutely. that played out from the back. Absolutely. Now, I understand that there's been mistakes. Mm. It's been a bit of a tough learning curve to get through that. But that goal, for me, was like, well, everybody, that's why he's doing it. There's yeah. so much talk about why are they playing out from the back. It's risky. Well, because when you do that, it, it, there's, there's big benefits there's big mm. benefits from controlling that ball from back to front uh, almost every time that you get it. I know it's going to be mistakes, but that worked out well. I think that's important, again, yeah, about to, the whole Unai Emery, yeah. that the, the,
1: these philosophies and uh, his ideas, they, they, they can the counterpoint to that, Rob, and I don't know if, if, if it's a management issue, I don't know what your view was. If you're going to do that, though, Petr check in my goalkeeper. Mm. Well, it goes to the point. So, yeah. so Burn Lennar was in today, he's much and, more comfortable. And they scored, and they scored going playing through, playing through yeah. him and playing out the back. So, mm. yeah, that's going to be something interesting to look for. We'll, we'll, we'll obviously keep an eye on that. But Arsenal certainly in good form at the moment. So, just just a quick throw forward to that game, Rob, when we get back. Chelsea, Man- Manchester United, Jose Mourinho, the hunted one. Probably not going to get a great reception at Stamford Bridge, although he should because he, he changed the whole history and culture of that football club into a winning ways but you know this league and and fans certainly feel sorry for nobody he he won't expect an easy ride there but can match United go there and and kind of spoil the party four words classic
0: Jose counter-attack he can absolutely mm. go there. Stink the place stink out. Stink the place out. the bus. The new Chelsea is about possession. It's about a 1,000 mm. passes. Mm. And he'll say, I've seen this before in my career, and I'm absolutely fine with it. We're going to stay behind the ball. We have got some pacey players. It wouldn't surprise me, or you, I know, mate, yeah. is yeah. it? It wouldn't <laughs> surprise you if he goes there well, and finds a way I don't to think he goes
1: game. in any other tactic in terms of let's yeah. possess the ball better, better than the opposition. Yeah. I just wonder, like, some of the people who... We believe he may have had fallouts. The in Azars, the Fabregas, people like that, David Luiz, who he didn't quite mm. fancy. Those guys fired are just are going to be fired up and make sure they, they make a point on that day. And
0: also, I say that about Jose's United,
1: but but this Chelsea team is playing some good stuff, you mm. know.
0: It's playing some good stuff and better football than it's played, by the way. He's thinking about it. I mean, they haven't played as good a football this as for a long, long time in terms of possession, creativity, uh, and with Azard playing out of his skin at the moment, this is going to be an incredible Difficult game for United. That you'd have to think yeah. that
1: for me, Chelsea should uh, win the game. Should do, but another one to look forward to. So, an action-packed weekend that sees all the big boys minus Manchester United. I'm afraid sitting at the top of the table. That's it for us. But we always want to hear from you, our listeners. Firstly, we'd love you to rate and review the show by downloading the two Robbies on Apple Podcasts. So that's it from us on a day when Liverpool and Manchester City cancelled each other out. The Gunners had a five-star showing at Fulham and Chelsea just had too much quality for the Saints. Enjoy the international break. We'll be back on match day nine in a couple of weeks. I'm Earl, he's Musto, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for listening and bye for now.